Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents the Teal Report. Here's Dan Rusinowski. The Sharks begin a four-game series against the Colorado Avalanche with the first of two at Ball Arena in Denver tonight. Our broadcast time is 5.30 on the Sharks Audio Network with our Sharks warm-up program. Look for Bob Bugner to continue to tweak the lineup to get young players into action to see what they're made of. For tonight's game, he gave us an outline of what's to come. Uh, Donato's coming back today, um, and uh, uh, Belichi, we, we're going to lose him after he went into the boards hard there last game on that five-on-three call, so he's got upper body, and uh, um, so we're going to insert uh, uh, Chekovic into the lineup tonight for his first game, and uh, um, you know, so there's it's a little bit of a revolving door here. Jaros is going in on the back end uh, where Brinson was playing last game, and, and Jonesy's going to be in that tonight, and Joseph, come back with Joseph tomorrow. The Sharks head coach gave us an outline as to what to expect from Ivan Chekovic, who has two goals and five assists in 17 games played for the San Jose Barracuda in the AHL this year. He's going up on that big line. And then, you know, that's another decision that we have to make. Um, you know, same with uh, Barabanov and guys like that. When they come up, what kind of players are they going to be in the NHL? Um, and, you know, I don't envision Barabanov or Chekovic for that matter being a you know, a depth checking kind of role player. So we want to make sure we put them in situations where we can make a, um, you know, a good analysis of these guys and watch them play, um, you know, um, on certain lines and and uh, and how they handle that pressure. He's going to be out there against some some good players there tonight. And, and uh, you know, and, and it's a, it, it allows us to evaluate fairly their game. Needless to say, Chekovic was pretty excited when he talked about how he found out that he was getting the call. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you know, uh, I was uh, I was almost on a practice yesterday with the with the Kuda and uh, and uh, Roy Summer just uh, just told me hey, you got call up. So you know, I was uh, that happened yesterday, and uh, I actually didn't expect it. And uh, right now, I still can't believe it. It's all part of the continuing process of letting the young players get opportunities at the NHL level. They've injected enthusiasm, excitement, and some pretty good skill. Coach Bugner talked about the process of deciding which young guys get to play. Well, you know, I think Doug is, is uh, um, Doug and Joe of, you know, basically their message to those young guys down there uh, was, you, you know, you come back and you play hard and, and you do the right things. And, you know, we're, we, we want to give you guys a chance. And I think this is a lot of this. It has uh, us, you know, to do with loyalty and, and rewarding guys that they thought have, have put the time and the effort in down there and, and have gotten better. Um, you know, and some some guys that we need to see and make decisions on this summer of, of what we actually have seen these guys at the NHL level, really. So, uh, you know, it's a constant uh, every day, uh, uh, myself and, and, and Joe and Doug uh, um, talking about uh, what our lineup looks like uh, moving forward. As Bugner said earlier, Joachim Blickfeld hit the boards pretty hard in a situation that resulted in a five-on-three against Arizona, so he will not be playing tonight, while Ryan Donato returns to action this evening after sitting out the last couple of games. Dylan Gambrell isn't quite ready, but Bugner says the trust level in this young center is rising. 
Yeah, I thought that, you know, early on, I thought it was a process and, and he's, he's, he's definitely gotten better. We've asked him to, uh, you know, bear down and improve on his, his face-offs and he's done a good job of that. He's become a, a real good penalty kill for, penalty killer for us. Um, you know, and if you look at the analytics defensively, he's one of our most responsible forwards when it comes to, uh, you know, playing down low. And I think a lot of that has to do with how good he, um, you know, how well he moves and his speed. And, um, you know, he's a guy that's really, you know, he's sort of earned my trust. It's, you know, a guy that can play that 15, 16 minutes a night in, in different situations. So, um, you know, I think he's still looking to find some more offense to his game. But uh, at the end of the day, I thought he's done a real good job of coming in and solidifying that, you know, he could play center in the, at this level. Um, and, you know, what, whether where he tops out, I'm not so sh- I'm not sure of that as of yet. But, uh, um, you know, I think he's going to be a bottom six, uh, third, fourth line center for, for uh, uh, you know, quite some time in this league. Alex True also stays in the lineup at center ice, and he played very well against the Coyotes in his return to NHL action. He also has a leg up on some of his other young teammates as he's played against Colorado in the NHL earlier this season. True talked about the test that the Avalanche present tonight. Yeah, it's it's a great test. Uh, you know, we want to want to see what you can do against against the best teams in the league, and in Colorado is obviously up there. So it's going to be fun to to compete with them and and see what we can do. The Teal Report will continue after these messages on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. The Bay Area BMW Centers and the San Jose Sharks invite you to celebrate BMW Sharks Week. Test drive a BMW at a Bay Area BMW Center from May 10th through May 16th and receive a $50 Sharks Pro Shop gift card while supplies last. And right now through May 16th, you can also enter for a chance to win a trip for two to the BMW M School in Thermal, California. For full details, visit bmwsharksweek.eventsbmw.com. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Time now for the instant replay of the 4-2 victory against the Arizona Coyotes. San Jose, for the second consecutive game against the team from the desert, got off to a good start. And at 1 minute and 12 seconds, Evander Kane hit the 20-goal mark. Uh, decals on their helmets to remember Rich Perez today. Rich, the could have been the mayor of Gilroy, California. He just knew everybody in that city, and everybody knew him here. Moving in, Sharks have a chance. Tick, tick. Couture to Barabanov, and then in front, right to Evander Kane, the Sharks score! At 1-12 of the first period, what a beautiful goal that is! Evander Kane gets credit for the goal, and that is absolutely gorgeous! It sure was. Kane getting his 20th. Barabanov and Tomas Hurdle actually the first passer on that play. Barabanov really the setup man on that, though, getting things started. And Evander Kane getting to the 20-goal mark in the team's 49th game. He has really had a solid season for the Sharks, Scott Hannon. And, in fact, this is the seventh time that he scored 20 goals or more in his career. Yeah, he's been rock solid. I mean, he's really... he's he's using that they call it that power forward mentality when he gets in and he's using his legs creating a lot of a lot of room and and they've seemed to have a, a little bit of uh you know with Barabanov on that like a little chemistry there with Hurdle and it showed on that goal it showed the other night I really like that line they played well they're going to need that you know uh you know if they're going to give themselves a shot here so one nothing Sharks Kane's 20th from Barabanov and Hurdle at 112. At the 10.06 mark, it was time for Rudolph's Balsers to finish off what started out as an excellent play out of the zone and a nice finish and good decision by Balsers. Couture on the ice now with Leonard and Balsers. They muscle it across the line. Here's Balsers jumping up two-on-one with Leonard. Balsers moving in. Back in shot, score! 
Foster's looked at Leonard and then said, I'm at full speed. I'm going to go for this with a backhand. And he digged, went to the backhand side and banged it home. 9.54 to go in the first period of play. And for Rudolph's Bolsers of the Sharks, that is his seventh of the year. Sharks two, Coyotes nothing. Logan Couture, his first of two assists on the night, got one helper. And John Leonard also assisted at 10.06. That was a very good decision on his part. And, in fact, he talked about it. But uh, the interesting thing was he took advantage of the defense where the KG vet there, Jalmerson, was trying to influence him to make the pass. Yeah, you know, I tell my young players, I coach down at San Jose Sharkseis, you got to take what the defenseman gives you. And he he was caught a little flat-footed, Jalmerson, so he baited him because he knew with that speed that he had to kind of, uh, you know, kind of let him have that passing lane and hopefully jump on it. Balsers reads the play perfectly, takes the ice that's given to him, and beats Kemper on the forehand backhand. So Balsers is seventh from Couture and Leonard at 10.06. Sharks two, and the Coyotes nothing. Then a grinded-out goal after those two beauties. This one was scored by Kevin LeBanc at 14.08. Sent off the boards there, far side. True couldn't get to it, though. Ferraro does. Couldn't clear. Held in by Galagoski. Sent it off of a stick, taking it back true. Guns went down the ice, and Rager's got him beaten down the left-wing side. He cuts back behind the net, centers in front, true. The shot toward the goal, save made, rebound, score! Kevin LeBanc was in front of the net, may have chipped that one home. And the Sharks score a wacky goal, but wacky goals count just as much as the beauties do. LeBanc gets credit for it at 14.08, Sharks 3, Coyotes nothing. LeBanc back in the lineup tonight after missing the last game with a upper body injury. Got his 11th of the season. Alex True and Noah Gregor got the assist, and that was nice work. First by True to send a soft one off the boards, and Gregor to use the speed to get to the puck first. Yeah, and we've said it a lot tonight. I thought that really good defensive positioning creates scoring chances later, and Alexander True in the defensive zone doesn't get ahead of the puck. He waits and he's in good position and he's facing the puck. The puck ends up finding him. He's able to see Noah Gregor breaking and he he feeds him out in front of him. And then Noah Gregor ends up getting the pass back to True who comes in late to the play. So again, it's that good defensive positioning that ends up leading to a good scoring chance and then eventually a goal. The goal of Banks 11th again from True and Gregor at 14.08 and the Sharks had that worst lead in hockey as they call it, 3 to nothing. True to form, Phil Kessel would come back and get a goal late in the period during a delayed penalty, which seemed to take forever for the Coyotes to finally shoot the puck. But Kessel would bang one in, his 18th of the season. Schmaltz and Keller assisted, again the time 15:47. That was Phil Kessel's eighth goal against the San Jose Sharks this season, tying a Sharks record for most goals by one opponent against them in a single campaign. Luke Robitaille did it in 1992-93 during the Cow Palace years. And Tamu Solani did it in 95-96. And so those are the only times in the history of the Sharks before tonight that any player has ever gotten eight goals against the Sharks in one season. And there's still time in the series for Kessel to get more. It made the score 3-1 to one at the end of one. Shots on goal were 13-8 Arizona. A couple of good saves by Yosef Kozinash, part of the equation. But in the second period, things got a little sloppy again. Arizona outshot the Sharks 14-10, to and they would pick up a very, very big goal when Johan Larson scored at 440. Sent around the boards to the slot. Jalmerson shoots one right on. Save made. Rebound fed across the ice. Score! That's Johan Larson getting the puck. It was fed across the ice after the Jalmerson shot was stopped by Kozinash, and Tomas Hurdle thought he got a piece of it. Unfortunate that he was not able to get real control of the puck, and so it was knocked home right in front of the net to an open goal off of Hurdle's stick. Larson 
makes it 3-2. Larson's eighth from Jalmerson and Hunt at 440 of that second period, and so the period ended with a 3-2 Sharks lead. Much of the same in the third and final frame, as both teams not wanting to make a mistake, certainly waiting for the opportunity to come, but the shots on goal started to really, really pick up for the Sharks. San Jose outshot Arizona 13-3 in the third period, so they wound up with 31 shots for the game to Arizona's 30. And remember that play that bounced off the stick of hurdle that resulted in the Larson goal in the back of the San Jose net? Well, Tomas would get one back at 19-23 with the net empty. So the Arizona Coyotes are still in this. Sharks three, Arizona two. Burns makes the defensive play. Oh boy, Couture put it back. Ferraro feeds it ahead. Here's Hurdle. Empty net. Shoot. Scar! Jacob Chikrin tried to get in the way, but Hurdle deked around him and drilled it into the empty net with 36.3 seconds to go. And that is going to cap it. An empty net goal. Sharks four, Coyotes two. Tomas Hurdle's 15th goal of the season, assisted by Mario Ferraro and Logan Couture. And you heard my reaction when Couture, in that situation with the net empty the other way, put the puck backwards into his own zone with two Coyotes right there. But somehow Mario Ferraro managed to get it up ice. Yeah, Couture will say he just feathered that one in there perfectly. <laughs> Mario Ferraro had just enough time to get it up the hurdle. And there you go. You have a goal, empty net goal. So, uh, you know, obviously it was we were holding our breath a little bit up here as we saw that pass go out, but it connected. And the Sharks get the empty netter. Final score, the Sharks 4 and the Coyotes 2. The Teal Report will continue with a look inside the Avalanche dressing room next on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. The future of car buying is here. Hey, it's Shondell Grant of the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Oak Tree Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. And I'm proud to present No Brainer Checkout. Shop online, buy online. Get loan pre-approval. Customize your payments from start to finish. The entire car buying process is all online. No-brainer checkout exclusively from the Bay Area DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Colorado may have lost three games in a row, but the Avalanche have an improved and confident lineup coming back into action tonight. Returning from COVID protocol are goaltender Philip Grubauer and wingers Jonas Donskoy and Miko Rantanen. And Coach Jared Bednar is in playoff mode when asked about specifics concerning the lineup. Starting today forward, I'm not going to give out our lines or our starter. Um, I don't see an advantage for me to do that going down the stretch here. These are must-win games for us, and um, I don't feel like I should be giving San Jose extra time to prepare or any opponent for that matter for our team. So I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to stop like stating our lineup in pregame skate. It's just going to have to wait and see for game time. Jonas Donskoy is excited to get back in. I skated for the first time yesterday, you know, kind of trying to get back back at it, get my, my, my skating back and all that, getting some touches. And I'm good to go. So I think it's, it's, it's good to just jump back in. And I think playing games, there's no better way getting back to it than, than better playing games. So I'm good to go. That's the Teal Report. See you on the broadcast at 5.30. I'm Dan Rusinowski. For the complete Teal Report and more great Sharks content, go to sjsharks.com slash listen.